0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tailgating with Lot C. Today, we're serving up some food for thought on Jumpstart.
1: Jumpstart, the new set from Wizards of the Coast with a lot of reprints, but also a lot of new fun cards, would you say?
0: I would say that, yes. Jumpstart is, uh, the previews of Jumpstart, I've been having a lot of fun looking at them. They're looking really awesome.
1: You know, as a Modern fan, usually I wouldn't be excited for a product such as this because I'm looking for the next new card to put in a Rakdos deck or putting into one of my favorite decks. But however, with all the reprints that we get, they're just making budgets easier for everyone for building Commander decks to Modern decks and all other sorts of decks across the board. It should be a lot of fun.
0: And you know what? I mean, this set is uh, being touted as a historic set, a Commander set, uh, Legacy, Vintage, but you know, there's a lot of Modern cards in this set too. Absolutely.
1: Path um, to Exile being one of them. Oh, yeah. Staple for years to come now.
0: Yeah, Pat Dexel. Uh, there's a lot of cards that we want to talk about uh, from this. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of, I guess, start off going through some of the, the more prominent cards that have been reprinted in this set. And some of the newer ones as well. Um, and I'm actually going to start it off with uh, new Terramorphic
1: Expanse artwork. Oh, it looks so nice. It looks awesome, doesn't it? Having just all five like mana colors inside mm-hmm. of it subtly with like different spread apart like continental drift areas like right. Pangea expanding. It's it's mm-hmm. very creative.
0: Yeah I absolutely love it. Um yeah I mean we never had uh we've we've always had the same exact uh, Terramorphic Expanse artwork for since it came out and you know a card that's similar to it like Evolving Wild so it's, it's just basically the same exact thing. Uh, that- that card gets new art all the time. Yeah,
1: I know that. I have an art that I love from Dark Ascension. There's also ones from Kanzatark here with like a Lava Flow. That one's got a bunch of different re- like revamps, but Terramorphic Expanse has always been the same kind of weird artwork that it is. It's fine, but it's nice to get something a little different.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the other ones that I, uh, I'm excited about
1: the reprint for is Nixothid. I do like Nixithid. I already put it in a budget deck for my own recently.
0: Now, when Nyxothid got uh, previewed from Jumpstart, I kind of realized that this was going to be a, an interesting set for sure. More than just, uh, you know, basic, easy easy to throw in cards that are played in Commander a lot, like Terramorphic Expanse, but also cards that are gen- like genuinely played a lot and True. people really want
1: to see. I mean, Oracle of Moldiah is one just named for many of them, which, I mean is a, like, staple Commander card. I mean, you're playing a Arena deck, there's a good chance you're playing a work of Moldiah. You're definitely going to want to, if you could afford it. It's The fact that it was $40, I don't know what it's currently at now, beforehand, and never been reprinted, only just in Zendikar, I mean, that's a notable thing, because Wizards is you know, shuffled their their feet when it comes to a lot of other reprints.
0: That's for sure. I mean, another card uh, that comes to mind when you talk about that is Exquisite Blood.
1: Exquisite Blood, staple in a lot of Black Commander decks. Staple in a
0: lot of Black Commander decks, for sure. Um... Yeah, this set this set is honestly just full of awesome cards and that feels, we can look
1: at. It feels like they've kind of table like they've kind of paired together some of the core set twenty one and the jumpstart mechanics. Like, there's a new, uh, Sanguine Bond style card with a new vampire from twenty one, and then an Exquisite Blood preview gets gets put on the m- market, and then you know, Massacre Worm in twenty one, and then there's more Oracle Muldaea and Jumpstart. It's like mm-hmm. a stable black card, then a stable green card. Definitely, yeah. You know, it's it seems like they're just kind of a lot of, again, Push Commander product, although, uh, to be fair, the set has a lot of different variants, but, you know what, as long as it's making the game cheaper for everyone, I can't, I mean, you really can't complain.
0: Definitely can't complain about this set at all. Uh, I mean, everything down to uh, the reprints, the new cards, and the, you know, the artwork on some of these new basic lands that they've been putting out is yeah. so
1: cool. I th- it's a nice line, because some, they're not exactly promo exactly, but they're just very good flavor-wise. Like, you know, the Dragon Land, the Unicorn Land... You know the Goblin land. There's just so many cool looking, probably going to be affordable lands. If you want to save, you're playing that Cranko deck and Commander. You can have all your mountains be right. Goblin so. mountains, or you're playing that Lathis deck and you know and Commander. It could be you know that, or even any other other sort of format. You know, there's Goblins in Legacy or Goblins in Modern.
0: Right, and you know it's it's nice to have some options for those players that don't want to fork out a ton of money for unhinged lands or, yeah. or unglued even at those prices, yeah. which. You know, those aren't super expensive, but they add up. Com- compared to, uh, you know, basic lands, especially if you're going to play a, like a monocolored commander, uh, uh, for or
1: example, or even in modern. Yeah, you I mean, those you're, you're going
0: to have all kind. you know, you're going to have so many basic lands yeah. in your in your deck. It'd be a lot of fun to actually have a bunch of cool, uh, unique artwork on them and at an affordable price. It
1: is very nice to see that. Exactly.
0: Um, some of the other uh reprints we got we have phyrexian tower
1: fantastic reprint uh
0: course course excited. spirit dancer nice reprint for boggles i mean we have uh linvala
1: oh right the, of course the the angel
0: yeah i mean there you go through and you just see like all these reprints and it and it's just really nice to see that a lot of these cards that are you know somewhat expensive or uh pricey a little bit at least um they're gonna be they're gonna be dropping down to very playable uh, prices for sure for the vast majority of all the players that play Magic, not just the ones that are so invested into it that they're willing to shell out the money.
1: Absolutely, as we were mentioning last podcast, you know, with the. Diversity aspect, you know, one of the barriers to entry we never want to have is race or any sort of thing like that in a Magic. But another one is financial stability. You know, we can't just have all these people that can afford a four figure deck out here playing Commander or playing Modern. You no, know, we need these budget two digit, maybe only just very barely venturing to three digit decks for everyone. Because at the end of the day, it's a game, and you know, people aren't going to be able to afford these crazy ass expensive decks.
0: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, depending on your play group with Commander, for for example. You know, you can have more budget-centric decks and stuff, but it's nice to be able to afford some of the cards that are played in those top-tier decks because they're a lot of fun to play with because they're so powerful.
1: Absolutely. But
0: they were hard for a lot of people to get their hands on just because not a lot of people want to spend, you know, $30, $40 on a single card.
1: Yeah, not every deck can have a Mana Crypt at $150 in it. Exactly. Or a $50 Ancient Tomb. You know, it's just not exactly a you know, feasible way to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So some of th- some of of these uh, some of these reprints are very, very welcomed.
1: But a lot of good new cards, too.
0: There are a lot of good new cards. Especially
1: for Commander, of course. But, still.
0: Um, Do you have any new cards, brand new cards from the set that you're interested in?
1: Oh, absolutely. Apparently, according to Scryfall, what is currently a $60 card, but I don't see that happening, actually. is a Tiny Bones Trinket Thief. Mm -hmm. A one generic and one black skeleton rogue that has a lot of discard synergies, and you know how I like my black decks. It, It fits perfectly for me. Plus the card is just super cute.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I, when that one came out, everyone was super excited about it. Uh, the, the different uh, different deck ideas that I, I was coming up with pretty much right on the spot of different
1: cards I could pair it with. Nyxothid being one of them.
0: Nyxothid being one of them from this set. Perfectly. Being reprinted in this set, at least.
1: It was very good on brand.
0: What about you? Um, what's that Minotaur's name?
1: Sethroon. Sethroon?
0: Sethroon? Saffron Olive,
1: as we all like to call
0: him. We'll have it on on the screen here for you. Um, Yeah, but I've already put together a Minotaur Tribal Commander deck with him as the commander in Rakdos, which is a lot of fun. Um, Because previously, you know, there were some decent legendary Minotaurs...
1: Nothing crazy Uh, good, though.
0: But nothing crazy good. Nothing on that level.
1: Especially budget that you can actually do a lot of powerful stuff with.
0: Right. So just simply having a nice commander for, you know, a tribe that doesn't see a lot of love uh, is a lot of
1: fun. And now actually Deathbellow Warcry from Theros is actually very playable because for eight mana, you can tutor out any four Minotaurs you want. That's true. So that, that, that deck should be a lot of fun.
0: Alright, so Jumpstart is a lot of fun. There's a lot of awesome cards uh, going into it, none of which are going into Standard. Some going into Historic, however. Some are going into Historic, that's correct, Um, but recently we had our uh, online Pro Tour qualifiers that we were watching, and it really kind of showed us uh, a good look at the, the meta of Standard currently. And uh kind of is a shining reason as to why I don't really play a lot of standard.
1: Yeah, I don't know if embarrassing would be exactly the right word to say about it. However, it was dull, I think, is the correct word to talk about the standard qualifiers. I would, I would say is the right word for it.
0: Definitely dull. I mean, you have two decks that take up...
1: Dominate the meta. Just
0: the entire meta archetype deck of, of, of the whole...
1: The whole thing, basically. And at the end of the day, they're both centrally green and ex- and want to ramp out mana.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, when you look at them at their core, it's green and it's blue right at their core. Absolutely. Uh, the decks we're talking about, I'm sure you all know, we have Bant Ramp and we have Teamer Reclamation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So these, these two decks, I mean, you, when you go to watch this, you're just sitting at looking at mirror matches, and every once in a while it's a Teamer wreck versus a Bant Ramp. And the whole time, you're just thinking to yourself, man, I really wish I could see some of these other cards that are really cool uh, get played by some of these pro guys, see if they can make them work.
1: Like Assassin's Trophy, that's a card that could be played in Standard. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of a card like called Assassin's Trophy. It's not very well known. However, it's quite good in Modern, and it destroys for two mana, I believe it's Any Permanent, Joe? Any Permanent? Yeah, it's Any Permanent. Any Permanent. Now, I don't know how many cards do that in the entirety of Magic, but you'd figure it'd be... In Standard, in a lot of decks, but it really isn't.
0: Yeah, you know, especially when you look at Standard, the power level. You'd think that card would be up there with all the rest of them. But apparently not. But, uh, you know, that's what happens when cards like Uro are printed.
1: And Nyssa. And Reclamation. And even the banned cards of Once Upon a Time and Oko. Those cards aren't even in Standard anymore. Yeah, you know,
0: looking at this, it makes me really wish that... uh, Three fairy had seen the axe when really they when does. they banned fires of invention and, uh, um,
1: uh, agent uh, of treachery.
0: Agent of treachery. Yeah, I, w- I really would have liked to see the see three fairy go. Yeah, would have certainly made things a lot more interesting to look at.
1: The one of the huge thing that advertises Magic the Gathering and makes it the most played TCG out of all of them, compared to say Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh or any other card game, is the fact that it has interaction. You know Hearthstone, Yu Gi Oh. Pokemon, I don't believe you can play any sorts of cards on the other player's turn, from what I know. Granted, if you want to correct me in the comments, I don't play those other TCGs, but...
0: Aside from maybe activating a trap card or something, but... Not quite the same thing. Not quite the same thing, and obviously the feel of being able to uh, interrupt the players, they used to be called, play as an interrupt, you know, uh, have things that you can do to stifle them on their turn. It's all flushed down the toilet when you got a three fairy on the other side yeah. of you.
1: for Prom- what? The promoting anti interaction is why the card I think is not at the heart of Magic: The Gathering, and I think it's just not be legal in either modern or standard. If you want to keep it in Legacy and Vintage, that's fine since there's cards that are broken as it is there. Right. But you know, I just don't think that it 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 makes the diversity of the game low, and as we've I've harped on a lot since the last couple of podcasts, variety is the spice of lice and is also the spice of Magic: The Gathering, in my opinion. Definitely. All
0: right, so. Let's not be so negative with Standard. Uh, let's let's move on to another topic. True. Uh, though it's not an overly positive topic, but no. it's something that uh, we'd like to talk about. Um, and that's, you know, seeing in Jumpstart and uh, even M21, we're seeing some reprints of cards that are super expensive and definitely need reprinting. Uh, but we wanted to look at some of the cards that haven't been announced to be reprinted yet or cards that we think need to be reprinted.
1: Absolutely. You got to give Wizards credit where credit is due. Between these three sets of Jumpstart, Masters, and Core 21, there's a lot of good reprints. Cards that range from $40 to $200 and anywhere in between. A bunch of them being reprinted. Ugin, Oracle, Moldiah, Grim Tutor, Mana Crypt, Blightsteel Colossus, you know, Kalia. A lot of very good reprints. However, there should be a lot of cards that still should be reprinted also, in my opinion for health of formats such as Modern or Pioneer.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, just just to make it more affordable and let a lot of other people get access to playing these cards. Uh, so, what, what are some of the cards that we're thinking should be reprinted in the near future?
1: Well, if you took a look at the modern metagame right now, the top decks are, say, Urza, Yorosa, uh, Titanfield, some of those decks, and a lot of those cards are green and blue. When you think of green and blue, one of the top cards that come to mind, as you've watched a standard, you might think of is Uro, first of all, one of the titans, starting at $47 per card, and a set that was released only one before Coria in Theros.
0: Yeah, that's an incredibly recent set. This is not an old card from a bygone era of magic that's really rare. This is a card that was mass-produced. I mean, months. Yes, he's a mythic rare, but... You know, the price of him is insane.
1: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. For being I mean, such a recent set. Of, you know, Tarmogoyf is currently around $38, and he has been reprinted a lot. However, he's been a staple in, in Modern for years now. Mm-hmm. And he is Fallen below Uro. Uro. is having mass production right now, and to play set is about $200. I think even Crux at $17 is a bit too much, in my opinion. However... I mean, $50 for a card that's new is just kind of ridiculous and needs a reprint, I think, of one of these two sets.
0: Yeah, that is ridiculous. Uh, what about Thoughtseize?
1: Thoughtseize would be a nice card to be reprinted. I mean, before the announcement of Pioneer, it was around $8 to $10, and now it's lowest that it's been in a while at a 19 to 20. However, it jumped as high as 30 and between 30 and $33 at one point, which is ridiculous for a one-mana card.
0: You know, and as as a player who... Puts thought season about half the decks that they brew. For modern, this is uh, this is something I'd really like.
1: Yeah, a reprint would take it probably back around that $10 range. I would be able to make it. Have maybe even more than a play set because if you play a lot of modern and have multiple decks and you're a big black mana fan, you're going to have a lot of thought seasons.
0: Definitely. Uh, which artwork would you want
1: reprinted? I, Theros? I love Theros artwork personally. I know, but I, I wouldn't say the lore when artwork's bad. But maybe, maybe just a new artwork might be interesting. That could be cool too. Why new, not?
0: New artwork uh, spikes a lot of interest for for all the players and stuff, and it becomes a talking point for sure online.
1: Maybe if we're going back to Zendikar, maybe an Emrakul kind of thought sea centric card, where he's kind of she is warping the mind of, say, a human being and infecting them as a vessel.
0: That'd uh, be interesting. That's an awesome idea.
1: They, I don't work for Wizards. They got to do their job. <laughs> Uh, so what about Force Negation? Force Negation. Now that's a card that I'm luckily I got in early doors. Bought mine at $27. It is now as high as $43 per card. Yeah, that
0: bums me out, because I never picked up a playset of it.
1: I mean, if you're playing Control nowadays in Modern, or any set Legacy, or possibly even Commander, you're going to be playing Force Negation a lot of the time. hmm I mean, it's sent almost a lot of the time a free counterspell on any non-creature. Any it exiles, So it's going to be pretty important. And at $43 and jumping, however, I mean, steadily, it's gone up from $27 and it hasn't just jumped since the meta has rise or fall or rose or fall. It is steadily increased from, well, you know what I mean? It has steadily increased from 27 to 30 to 33, all the way up to four. It's not going down anytime soon.
0: And if you want to play control in modern, you're, you got to have it.
1: You already got to buy Cryptic Command. That's a 16.
0: I mean, you gotta have it. I mean, it, and also it's a sideboard staple yeah. for sure. I mean, index other decks that aren't even are control. You, you know, are you playing some blue? You, you to throw it in. You're going to throw that thing in there. You know? I mean, I, you see Dredge using it in their sideboard. Yeah,
1: Dredge can use Force Negation. A lot of blue decks can. Yeah,
0: no, that's definitely one that, that's definitely one that could use a reprint. Uh, what about Walking Ballista?
1: Walking Ballista. Now, when you think of a card that branches both the Pioneer meta and modern meta, Thoughtseize might be number one, but Walking Ballista might be number two, Yeah, well, for sure.
0: Walking Ballista instantly skyrocketed in price when the popularity of Pioneer skyrocketed itself.
1: It's never been a cheap card, but now it's around $30 per. It's probably about time that it gets a reprint. I mean, it could definitely go into Commander Legends, in my opinion, or even Double Masters. Think about it. It takes 2x, 2X generic mana costs in order to play the card. Double Masters, 2x, makes sense to me.
0: Makes sense. You know, Double Masters is something I'm really hoping has a lot of these reprints that we're talking about here.
1: I mean, especially if the box is going to be around $300 a print buy. It better have a lot of expensive cards in it. Uh, What about Chalice of the Void? Chalice of the Void, although it's gone down a lot since the last couple of years because Red White Prison has gone down in popularity a lot. Mm -hmm. Still, it's around $30 to $35, you know? You know, if you're going to play Red White Prison, you're going to need... Blood Moons, you're gonna need Planeswalkers, you're gonna need Chalice of the Voids. They I mean you're gonna need Arid Mesas at 40 each. I mean, and now with Shocklands, if they're expensive as they are, you know, we gotta start reprinting some of those pieces. I mean, some if you wanna play the deck type, you can make it a little bit more affordable.
0: That's for sure, yeah. Uh, what about uh cavernous souls?
1: Cavernous Souls is sixty dollars. And if you're gonna play humans, you're playing maybe more than one of them.
0: If you're playing almost any tribe deck, yeah, I would argue. I mean, if you're going to play elves, if you want to try werewolves, if you want to try cats, vampires, vampires if you want to try any kind of tribe deck, which, I mean, when you look at Magic a lot, you, it almost feels like they want you to play tribe decks. They, yeah. they want you to be the humans versus zombies or the... You know, werewolves versus the elves, or you know, cats
1: versus dogs. Cats now? versus
0: dogs now, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's almost like they want you to play tribe, tribe decks. But one of the cards that's basically necessary, needed, you need it to play to to really actually compete with some of these control decks that are just counter all the stuff that you have. You need cavernous Souls. It's yeah.
1: it's a necessity. A place set at 240 if you want to put it in a deck is just ridiculous. I mean, it's so hard to afford. It is. I mean, Werewolf deck on its own might be $100 if you think about it overall with Shocks and everything else. Right. Then the other four cards in there are going to make it almost 350. I mean, it's ridiculous.
0: Right. You put in, you know, you're going to have, you're going to maybe add a, what, an Aether Vial and Cavern Souls and boom.
1: Yeah. There's your you're, price.
0: You're already up there. And that doesn't even count, you know, the fetch land cost, of course, which is a...
1: Whole other discussion. Or Shocklands. What do you think about the price of Shocklands right now, Joe?
0: Oof. Yeah, the price of Shocklands... They're shocking.
1: I never would have thought of that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, when I first started playing... Uh, when I was brand new to the game, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know if I want to buy these shock lands. Maybe I'll go ahead and just keep some tap yeah. lands in my in my modern decks here. I'm like four dollars for them, six dollars, you know, and in a couple of cases, maybe even ten. I was kind of like, I That's don't know. Ridiculous. I don't know if I want to spend this kind of money on it, you know, but as I get into the game and I start spending more and more money on the game, you kind of understand that shock lands at six dollars. Pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. And now, when you're looking at the prices of them, and they're upwards of what uh,
1: ten to fifteen at minimum. To, yeah. Minimum.
0: It 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 just once again raises the barrier of entry right. into the game, especially when you want to play even Pioneer or Modern or you know Commander, where you want these various lands. Shocklands are also one of those cards that's basically necessary for you to play the game at a competitive level to be able to have this mana that's fetchable and readily available as soon as you grab it. It doesn't come in slowly. Right. It's something you need.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're playing minimum four in every modern deck, upwards to possibly eight, six to eight to maybe even ten in a pioneer deck because you don't have fetch lands. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're playing breeding pools in any sort of deck because we know Simic's not that bad right now. Mm -hmm. You're going to be playing a lot of breeding pools. That's going to run you almost 100 for a play set. It's ridiculous. You got as high as almost $30 for a shock land. That was more than a polluted delta at one point, which is a fetch.
0: Yeah, it's pretty nuts to see Uh, just the lack of reprints for this is the reason that's so expensive. I mean, obviously, it's attributed to the popularity of Pioneer and the popularity of Commander, which is always going up. Um, But certainly, you know, for the players that want to play it in modern, I mean, it was just like all of a sudden, you know, Shocklands were... Just as hard to get as some fetches. Great.
1: Another fetch land you got to buy pretty much is that when you're thinking about it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, whenever I try to get a friend or something into into magic or into modern specifically, and I, I tell them, like, you know what? Here's a cool deck. Half of the deck price goes right into lands. Sometimes if even more. more. Sometimes even more. Right. And I think that's just a trend that needs to end. I mean, obviously, you know, everyone's making the argument that Wizards needs to reprint fetch lands.
1: Which um, they do, uh,
0: but you know, shocklands—that's—they're up there as well. Yeah, you know, you, I could even make the argument for a lot of the fast lands too, or even the the buddy
1: lands. You no, know? the five dollars, the buddy wow.
0: lands. Yeah, from pioneer and standard, and they're they're getting up there yeah, too.
1: Because a pioneer again,
0: and we don't we don't want to run into a in, into an issue where it's just all lands are just way too expensive, yeah. or or your only other option is to play a monocolor deck,
1: which is not always that fun because as you know. You can't just go into a modern event and be like, all right, I can only play Mono Green Stompy or White Weenies or Blue Devotion or Burn. It's, it's, it just, again, it ruins the variety of the decks you can play, which is always a very negative thing.
0: Yeah. Um, What about Horizon Canopy? That's another land.
1: Horizon Canopy, another land. You know, I think we're seeing the trend here. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, as we've seen, you know, with the new Horizon Lands printed in Modern Horizons. The draw lands are incredibly useful for a lot of decks, especially decks like Rixas Death Shadow, which if it gets a Rakdos or a Demir land, is going to be even way better. Definitely, you know, having you know more value on lands than just tapping it for mana is a lot of you know importance to a lot of decks. And Horizon Canopy has been an important land for a lot of decks forever. I mean, at one point it was sixty dollars. I want to say around humans. Oh, it was. And yeah. now it's falling around what thirty dollars?
0: Yeah, around thirty. And you know, back when uh, Bant Spirits was a big big deck, I mean, the price of that was. Yeah. Insanely high. Banned
1: Spirits and Humans in the meta. Oh.
0: When you look at the meta now and you see the humans and has fallen out quite a bit. Yeah, it's
1: it's hanging compared around.
0: To, compared to what it was. Yeah, it's um, still thirty.
1: It's,
0: it's and you know, banned spirits, where's that? It never it's N- nowhere. No one's playing banned spirits anymore. And you look at this card and it's and it's still thirty dollars, even though it's not being played that often in modern. It
1: tells you something.
0: That really yeah, that that tells you that you need a reprint to mm-hmm. get this price down. And you know, we got a couple of horizon lands in Modern Horizons that do the same thing uh, for some of the other colors. Uh, obviously, I'm hoping that in the next Horizon set, we're going to get our our next cycle of them finish off the colors. Uh,
1: I would love a Rakdos one.
0: I'm, I'm assuming that that's something that they're planning to do.
1: They have to, in my opinion. Uh,
0: um, but you know what? Why don't they throw Horizon Canopy in there?
1: Why not? It should be. Get
0: opinion. that price down. Maybe Horizon Canopy in Double Masters.
1: And then also throw in the Fastlands that are not currently in Pioneer, because those need to be legal. That's true. Black Cleaf Cliffs, reprint. Please, Wizards.
0: That would be insanely good in Pioneer.
1: Yes, absolutely. What do you think about Prismatic Vista, Joe? Another land.
0: Another land. Another land from uh, Horizons. $30. $30
1: for Prismatic Vista. It's an an evolution of a fabled passage, and it's $30.
0: Yeah, you know, I always get frustrated because it's like... When this card was first shown, I kind of had a little hope that I'm like, all right, well, hey, you know what, if I'm playing like a two-color deck, you know, I could throw this in there and it'll be pretty much just as good as a fetch land for me in a lot
1: of cases. You you looked at it and you thought, hmm, with Fable Passage and Prismatic Vista, Mm -hmm. maybe a two-color budget deck in modern is possible now because, you know, shocks weren't that much at the time. Now with Prismatic Vista, we can fetch up that one I might need. It's not that big a deal. Nope, it's $30. It's $30, and
0: you're going to want to play set. That, that's a lot of money to spend. Yeah,
1: more than most fetches.
0: Yeah. So, you know what? You're better off just sticking to your fetches. Yep. And in a lot of cases for decks that are playing uh, on on the snow, uh, you know, it's uh, necessary. You're going to want prismatic vista because you're like, "Hey, I got to go get a, get a snow forest. I got it can't be a basic." Yeah, you know, let's go get get that. You know, that's that's perfect. It's perfect for that. So, that's just one of the just another card that's kind of annoying to see how expensive it is. Absolutely, another land. Uh, what else do we have in our list here? Is that Jace
1: Vern's Prodigy, Joe? Jace Friend's Prodigy. What's that running at right now? Twenty-seven dollars, twenty-seven bucks around there. Yeah. I mean, how much was it before Pioneer came out? I don't even know. Uh, Ten bucks, maybe in the maybe. most at the most. And now it's a place that's a hundred thirty, hundred twenty dollars. Yeah, that's.
0: That's ridiculous. I mean, Wizards needs to look at the cards that are being played in the new formats they're coming out with. When they come out with Pioneer and they know that certain cards are going to explode in the meta of that particular format, I would hope that they would see that and go, "All right. We we now know what cards are being played in Pioneer." Enough time has passed. It's been Right you know, what, eight months or so since Pioneer came out, around Roughly.
1: there? yeah, getting, getting on a year here soon.
0: Um, you know, they, they know which cards are going to be the staples of the format now, and when you look at these prices, you think, all right, well, we know that this needs a reprint, so let's reprint it.
1: Boom. There you go. That's how it should go, you'd S- think. Simple as that. And the last one I think we got here on the list is Mana Confluence, another land...
0: Mana Confluence, I got really lucky, you and I picked up Mana Confluence uh, maybe a month or two before Pioneer was announced. How much did you get those for? I want to say I spent maybe $8 on each of them. And how much would you have to spend now for two? $50. $50 for two of them. That's ridiculous. It
1: wasn't played in, like, any decks before Pioneer came out, and yeah. now it's $50. You know what, reprint. I, I bought them to,
0: to be a replacement for uh, Blackleaf Cliffs, which were... Forty at the time. We, they were way more expensive than Mana Confluence, and I thought to myself, you know what? It kind of gets the job done. It's not as good, um, but I sacrificed a little life so that I can have this, you know, three color uh, deck plan work out for me uh, without, you know, having to fork out the money for Blackleaf Cliffs. And it's hilarious because Blackleaf Cliffs is
1: now cheaper. Yeah.
0: Than so Mana like 20 Confluence, to
1: twenty-two dollars instead.
0: I mean, how did that happen?
1: I, I couldn't even tell It's you. because it's been printed, what? How many times has Confluence been printed? I think it just once in Journey just into Nyx. Just once. Just once. the hilarious thing was, Journey into Nyx was in Theros block. That, what set did we just get recently? Theros Beyond Death. Pioneer's been out for eight months. Theros Beyond Death came out four months ago-ish now. Maybe a little bit longer. It should have been just pre-printed in there. It would have been perfectly on theme.
0: Absolutely perfect. And just being able to drive those prices down is something that's just so important for the game. And that's that's kind of why we get a little heated about it. Yeah. Uh, because we want as many people as possible to play as many decks as yeah. possible because we we want to see creativity in the game. We want to see diversity in the in the in the uh metas that we see. And uh, you know, when you try to get a new player into the game and you tell them like, hey, you gotta spend twenty five bucks if you want to play, you know, paper magic, I mean, there's a reason why in a few years arena's just gonna take off and paper magic it's going to start to feel like a thing in the past if these cards don't start to get reprinted. Absolutely. Now, I'm not going to end this, you know, discussion on a negative note because Wizards has been reprinting cards.
1: You have to give them credit.
0: We have to give them credit for, for doing that. Um, because some of the cards that they've been reprinting, you know, are right on the money. They needed to be reprinted. Um, but they still have a long way to go uh, to uh,
1: drive some of these prices down where they need to be where they should be and there would be an easy plan set up i've been thinking about a plan a while for wizards to set up a reprint system a while for now you know you come out with your three unique sets every year for standard and one core set and then typically they've had a master set every year and then some commander products right why not just do this core sets every other year biannually one year they reprint fetches and they reprint buddy lands and the one core set together the next year in the core set they reprint the Shocks, and the Fastlands. So that way, they always have equal mana bases for everyone, so not decks like in Pioneer that play Rakdos or anything else like that aren't just automatically thrown to the side because they don't have their fast lands available, and also every deck has an even playing field in it as far as expensiveness. Makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people would say that they wouldn't want to see Fetchlands in Standard, um you know, some of the arguments I see is just that they're too powerful, or
1: shuffling's too much, or
0: shuffling takes too long when you you know need to fetch up to land and then sit there and shuffle. But you know what? There's already a lot of shuffle effects in standard now. Absolutely, there's already a lot of broken powerful cards in standard. I mean, half the cards in standard are being played in modern.
1: Right. Some
0: of them are being played in
1: legacy. So those two arguments are kind of out the window. And it's like, would you rather have? To shovel for thirty more seconds because of a fetch land, or pay fifty more dollars for it. That's the argument I would make.
0: You know, imagine how easy it would be to make some of these three color decks. If Verdant Cats was
1: twenty dollars at the most,
0: dude, it would be so. It would be awesome. Um, so yeah, so we're not gonna end this on uh on the more negative note about talking about how WotC needs to start doing more things uh, for us or whatever. I uh, kind of want to end this on the positive note that jumpstart, uh, kind of jumpstarted my. But for magic again. And just I'm gonna ask you, what's your favorite card from Jumpstart that you saw so
1: far? It's gotta be tiny bones. Gotta tiny stick bones. with the tiny bones.
0: Gotta stick with the tiny bones. What's yours? You know, I, I was thinking about this and oh, part of me wanted to say lightning bolt. Because I I love to see it it's whenever mind. it's reprinted. Um but I ended up going with uh Thought Scour. Good choice. Which is a weird choice. The reason I chose it is because it says Mill.
1: Mill. On the card. It's very nice.
0: And I love to see that mill is now an actual word on text on the text of a card.
1: Everyone was saying it anyway.
0: Everyone was saying it anyway. Mill too. Now it's on the card. And I love it.
1: Yeah. As as we've talked about, you know, this discussion isn't just oh wizards are doing bad again. It's very positive though. It's the fact that to keep the trend going, corset, great reprints. Jumpstart, great reprints. Double masters from the few we've seen, good reprints. Hopefully in the future, Wizards keeps us going and the Commander Legends just explodes it open and then the fetch lands will be in there. We won't have to talk about the fetch lands being reprinted anymore. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: Definitely. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice to uh to be really hopeful and and be excited about what's coming up in the future and really looking forward to double masters here coming up. Yeah,
1: that's gonna be a big deal for me.
0: Uh so that's gonna be it for us, guys. I want to thank y'all for listening. And if you haven't already and you're enjoying this content, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if you want to go ahead and hit the like button, that would help a lot. Gets our video out to a lot more people. The more likes we get, the better. Um, And also, I'd like to uh, ask you to follow us on our Instagram page and our Twitter page. Uh, You can find that handle here at the end card. Uh, It's Coast Lizards. That's it for us.
1: Yep. And if you want to do, comment down below. Tell us what's your favorite card from Jumpstart so far. And on that note, make sure to pay your parking and have a good night.
0: Dude, it would it, 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 be so, it would be, be awesome.
1: Oh, it looks so nice.